Hi, this is the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be financial advice. I'm user Tom Hamas, and here's our host, Junie. Alright, want to give a quick thank you to Tom Hamas, a patron and friend of the Discord and Theta Gang for the intro. Uh, today is March 6th, and I wanted to go ahead and give the disclaimer one more time and say these are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice, and I have stock positions in Boeing, NVIDIA, and ARC-F. Thanks. Okay, hopping into the podcast, I just want to start off and t- give a little status update to GME or GameStop. Um, up until Thursday, uh, around uh, 11 o'clock, and this is Thursday, March 4th, um, GameStop was stuck in a wedge pattern uh, and volume was dwindling, uh, which meant you know either volume picks up or the price goes down. Uh, price did pick up, and that has led to a recent surge uh, ending GameStop for the week at 137.74. Um, and volume is uh, increasing now. We're going to see if volume continues increasing on Monday, uh, as that would be a bullish signal that the price can go up. But I urge you, please exercise your uh, risk tolerance here to the best of your ability because GameStop can go down. As much as you don't believe it can go down, I promise you it can go down. It does not only go up. Um, and here's here's another tidbit. If you buy calls and the price does go up and the price does go down, even though the price is higher, there's a good chance, especially if your call option expires this week, that you have still not made money on GameStop. Uh, it's only when it goes up and continues to go up will you make money. And that's the simplest way I can explain it to you if you're a newer listener because I know a lot of people are, there's a lot of new people uh, listening to the podcast now and they start off with the most recent recent episodes before binging on the old ones. So if you are a newer listener and you are playing GameStop, be extremely careful. I've talked about many people getting uh, destroyed by being bullish on GameStop even though they were um, a part of the GME squeeze. Even people like involved in the squeeze get got. You have to have impeccable timing when it comes to stocks like GameStop or squeezes, um, because this has also have happened to uh, Tilray, um, and everyone knows the whole like Volkswagen or Ferrari story from long, long time ago. You see that article being posted uh, on Google every now and then whenever GameStop's brought up. But uh, anyway, GameStop, you can still lose money on calls even if the price goes up. Be careful. All right, and speaking of GameStop, uh, I got a very thoughtful email, um, and I just want to give uh, the email a little bit of spotlight because I understand that it can be frustrating at times, especially if you have a GameStop position and then you hear me bring up people getting got left and right, and you... You, you know, hear me talk about responsible investing and you're like, oh, Junie, just get back. Just go to the plays, dude, or talk about something that, that could help me with my GameStop position. Dude, stop. And then, you know, me talking again about people getting got, you're like, oh, you're ruining my vibe, dude. Come on, man. Um, here is a GameStop success story um, that is basically <laughs> validated by me. So here's an email from a listener named Ben. 
He writes, Hey Junie, been listening to the podcast for a couple of months now and want to say thanks for helping us all learn more about the stock market while playing it safe and keeping a level head. I've heard a lot of lost stories regarding GME and thought I'd throw my success story into the mix and ask for some follow-up advice. I got into GameStop prior to the big pump because I saw a lot of promise in the company and got caught up in the insanity. Sold for 300000 Australian dollar profit on a 20000 Australian dollar investment. This is absolutely life-changing money, but I've been struggling with the question of what to do now. Thinking long-term, given I'm only 28, I want to put this money to good use. I'm terrified of losing this amount and almost too afraid to invest with it now. I've already put ample money aside for my wedding, a house deposit, and taxes. I feel like I've handled a life-defining amount of money and I've been handed a life-defining amount of money and I'm not at all prepared for a portfolio of this size. I've only been trading about two years on and off and I've always had ups and downs but nothing like this. What would you do in my position understanding this isn't financial advice? Pick attached for proof. Thanks, mate. Ben. All right. Uh, First of all, I want to say congratulations, Ben. Um, For the U.S. listeners, because I understand that's most of my uh, listener base, um, three hundred thousand Australian dollars is equal to two, basically two hundred thirty grand. Um, and Ben, I'm super proud and I'm super thankful that you sent me this email. Um, having read that, you know, you put money aside for your wedding. Again, congrats for that too. Uh, a house deposit. Wow, congrats on that. And taxes. Congrats on that for being <laughs> mature enough to do that. A lot of people don't. Um, you check off all my boxes. I don't see anything that like you immediately need to do with that money. Um, you know, personally, the listeners of the podcast know that I trade in a way that will let me have a very nice house. Uh, I am also 28, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just really in the mode where I want to save up. Uh, also, want to trade aggressively enough to make the investment meaningful. Um, but also in a way that won't get me got. Uh, I don't quite know exactly how much you have left over beyond all of that, um, but you did win. Uh, You've won. You technically never have to go back into the stock market um, if you you so chose to. So there's no pressure for you to go back in. Now, I I I could just understand, like a lot of people right now are just like, how is Junie... How are you telling this guy never to go back in the stock market? That's not what I'm saying. From the $20,000 investment, whatever you made on that, and that equaled to, again, this $230,000 gain, uh, you've made X amount of years gains uh, on that initial $20,000 investment where it doesn't, you know, you can do whatever you want with this and not really feel bad, especially if you checked off your wedding, house deposit, and taxes. So I don't want to say that you need to put this back in the market because you need to start collecting dividends on, you need, you need to check out the drip strategy or check out Theta Gang and start selling puts on this and this and make sure that you sign up for my service and all this and this. That's absolutely not the vibe that I want to give off. I'm trying to make sure that you understand that this is, again, a life-changing amount of money, which I think you absolutely agree with, agree on. Um, but you also need to understand that you're never going to, I also don't want to say never. My bad, my bad, my bad. The chances of you making this sort of gain on a $20,000 investment is very low. 
So I hope that you don't get, you know, your thoughts lost with all these responsible thoughts and start thinking, you know, oh, this next company is like the next GameStop, um, the next GameStop uh, uh, squeeze. So I'm going to throw 20000 in this. I have $230,000 profit. Why don't I just put in $20,000 for this? With this new amount of money and having paid off your wedding and, you know, nice house deposit and your taxes, there is this part of you that's not used to having this much money ready to go on whatever you want. And so you need to just start reevaluating, like, kind of just what is important to you and how you'll get there. If, for example, like, you don't care about having the most baller retirement then you know the stock market doesn't really matter at that point. You might as well just put it some small auto deposit, put it into, you know, like SPY, QQQ, or RQTF, whatever have you. Um, if you know you wanted to buy a house and renovate it, this is the perfect money for that too. And I don't want to pressure you to put the money back, especially, you know, I'm gonna be honest. You can be one of two people. You can be like some really rich person that threw in a little bit of money and made you know a medium amount of money. Uh, or, like your email says, you are a person that doesn't have that much money, put in a lot of their money, and then walked away with a lot more money. Um, a lot of that you know, is going to the right places, and uh, I don't know if Australia has like IRAs or anything particular like that where uh, you're tax incentivized to, you know, contribute to something that provided from the government that lets you um, not be taxed so hard on that certain portfolio or that type of portfolio. So I hope you do some research on that. Um, but when you do hop back into the market, because, you know, personally, I think it's gonna be very hard for you not to go back in the market after making this much money, though you say, you know, you're a little bit too afraid to invest with it. Now, that fear will go away, especially, you know, if there's like some sort of type of FOMO in the market. And to that, um, you deserve it, you deserve to take out, you know, a certain amount of the, you know, the profits and, you know, minus the house, uh, wedding and taxes, and start learning again. Um, if you want, I don't know if this is actually a passion of yours or if you just wanted to make a quick buck and ended up making a lot more than a quick buck. Um, but if you do want to hop back into the market, you know, just continue listening to the podcast, join us on the stream sometimes and ask questions, learn a little bit more. Uh, right now it's a little bit still, <laughs> it's still a little bit scary to invest and that's absolutely not a problem. But now you got all this cash ready to go. Um, in case if you want to buy some sort of dip, um, but also to that note, you never know what when if buying the dip, you're actually buying the dip or you're buying the first dip. Uh, I, I don't want to just like blatantly and say, oh, look at us going through a market crash right now or a market correction right now, and then you should get in right now with all your profit. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, just dip your toes back in when you're ready. Uh, super proud of you for paying off and doing all the mature, responsible things. And honestly, just the way you wrote the email, you sound like a, a guy that just like got his stuff together. I'm gonna say stuff, I'd rather say something else, but you got your stuff together. And uh, thanks for being a listener and a really cool person. Thank you for uh, emailing in. I'm sure the listeners were very happy, are very happy for you. And I know I am. All right, uh, moving into uh, the next section here about earnings. Uh, ben, I'm gonna need you to shut your ears and turn this podcast off because you need to enjoy your wedding and nice house. Uh, we're going to be talking about earnings. 
Uh, Monday after close, uh, there is Wish and Stitch Fix. Before open on Tuesday, you have Dick Sporting Goods. After close on Tuesday, you have MongoDB, H&R Block, and Sonos. Uh, before open on Wednesday, you have Campbell Soup Company and Express. After close on Wednesday, which I think a lot of people have their eyes on, is AMC, um, as well as Cloudera, Oracle, Skills, Asana, and Lending Club. Before open on Thursday, there is JD and Party City. After close on Thursday, you have DocuSign and Ulta. Uh, and then before open on Friday, you have Kirkland's. Just as a high-level overview, um, I think most of the action for this week will be on Wednesday. Um, and by action, I just mean like the most people tweeting about something. It's going to be AMC and just all the people that could be affected by either the price dropping or rising. Um companies that i particularly like in earnings um this earnings week is mongodb and docusign as well as ulta um, but i don't know enough about them to invest in them uh but i do like them from like a third person point of view i like i like what i use mongo um my girlfriend uses ulta and i use docusign and that's about as much as i need to <laughs> know sometimes but um, I'm in other stocks currently, such as Boeing, NVIDIA, and ARCF. All right, and now for the ThetaGang.com website updates. Um, last month, there was a lot of influx of demand because the market didn't seem to stop wanting to go up. And, uh, you know, five seats were quietly opened. I don't announce when I open seats. You're just going to have to check uh, as often as you want to see if there's a seat open. Uh, this month, uh, I'm also opening five. Uh, five have already been opened. Uh, as of right now, there's one seat open. Um, and then we'll probably cap it there for a little bit. They'll probably go into April with um, the 20 spots at the $100 tier, letting people go in and out for a little bit, uh, and then just pick back up in May. Um, but yeah, I your voices are heard when it comes to opening up the tiers, uh, and five spots have been opened up this month, and you can go check that out at patreon.com slash if you wanted to join. Uh, but really, you're not missing out on much. I don't want to f make it feel like, oh, I couldn't get in. I need to email Junie about opening up more tiers or like, uh, you know, or promising Junie that you're going to be like this really rock star uh, contributor. Like, I don't need any of that. I just need you to be excited to learn and be a good person. And honestly, you can just wait it out. It, this is not something that like, needs to become an NFT or you need to pre-order or something like you're really not missing out much. It's just a nice community to have, uh, you know, during I don't know, weeks like these. I know I'm grateful for the community, but uh, yeah. And as far as the website updates go, uh, dark mode is on the way with V2 of the website coming. Um, I've been working on the website, um, you know, every other day on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash real theater gang. Uh, I work on the website very, very late. Um, I work on the website um, 
like at 11 p.m. E- or 11 p.m. Pacific time or 10 p.m. Pacific time, and I'll work on it till possibly like near midnight before I go on my McDonald's run. Um, but yeah, uh, dark mode on the way. The new website will make you or not make you. It will uh, let you look at more trades at one time and then just the details and everything is just laid out a little bit better for uh, a little bit easier to read um, ETA on that not very sure when uh, we'll be working on it today so if you're listening to this podcast right now or today on March 6th there is a very very good chance I'll be working on it uh, a few hours after you listen to this podcast uh, otherwise if it's the 7th or beyond um, I'm again <laughs> probably still working on it but maybe not on stream Today's episode is You Good? Uh, It's going to be inspired from just this week's price action among tech. Uh, You guys and girls know that I'm very heavily invested into tech. Uh, And, uh, you know, as red as your portfolios are, mine is too. And uh, if you are green for the year, I mean, hats off to you. You are trading uh, pretty diversified, I believe. And, you know, you got some sort of system that's keeping you afloat which is great as well. Um, if you are the type of person that, you know, maybe just like buys calls and then, you know, when they, uh, when certain parameters hit, like you buy more calls and you do swing trading like that, or maybe you have bought puts, all of that, all of the above, congratulations. Um, it's just really, really scary, or it seems really scary um, to try to put a system on, you know, the recent price action. Uh, right now, again, uh, today is Saturday, March 6th. Um, we've had a really rough week for tech. And um, a lot of people uh, are very, very red on their portfolios for the year to date. Um, some people have mentioned to me that you know they wiped all of their gains that they made from even last year. Uh, and I wanted to just take you know, possibly like 10 minutes of your time today to talk about just how I view these market downturns and what type of mindset I have for trading weeks like these and uh, the you know short-term future and long-term future. Trading isn't easy. Um, a lot of people make it seem so. Uh, you see on Twitter all the time that you know you see people's gains all the time. You see you know, on Wall Street bets, you see the people that make the six-digit profits. You see your friends on their Instagram stories. Uh, you know, they make those five-digit profits, and they say like, "Oh, you know, saw this coming to the moon," like all that stuff, right? And we're like conditioned, at least like on FinTwit or social media, to understand that like most people make money if you just follow this one secret. I just want to, you know snap you back into reality real quick and just have you understand that I would consider most people lose money in the market. Uh, it's very, very hard to trade even with the secret. Like, just take a step back and understand that if I told you, if I gave you my book, like if I wrote a book and I gave it to you and I said, 
everything that I possibly do is in this book and everything that I possibly preach on the podcast is all summarized in this book and I gave it to you, your most like biggest chances are you'll struggle to get got following the system or kind of following the system or not following the system at all. There's a good chance you're going to get got because there needs to be this robotic execution that you need to do where you know if you follow someone's system everyone's system can lose money there's no such thing as a system that can't lose money so as soon as you start losing money it's up to you to continue believing in the system or executing the system to a t right to get that expected behavior even if it's like maybe just like mitigating losses and losing less by hedging or something but that requires you to robotically trade and we're not robots we are humans we're very emotional we're very irrational and that's why even sometimes the stock market get, can get irrational like i'm sure you've asked one point in time like why is the market going down why are people selling like unemployment numbers are okay you know the economy seems like it wants to open back up i see all my friends traveling and all the all these things that lead to positive signs about you know that we're gonna be okay why is tech correcting? Why why is this happening? And and then you know you see people saying like, oh I saw this coming from my way. Tech was overextended. Oh you know you know where RSI was at like sixty and you know, you know that's too high on a five year average on a thirty minute interval. Or we were getting too high for too much divergence on the ten EMA versus the fifty EMA on the six month graph. People will make sense of any scenario, and including me. Right, this is me making sense of this scenario and hoping to try. But my my making sense is to try to make you feel better. My my making sense is not trying to make you money. I'm just trying to make you feel better. So <laughs> we're built as humans to be very like, uh, very strong willed and persevering through all of these downturns. You're gonna come up with some sort of logic to make yourself feel better, and hopefully, I'm just a little bit of that influence that makes you feel better because i understand a lot of people are very very down and feeling very sad some people are going to choose to never invest for like the rest of their lives and that's going to suck a lot imagine you're the investor that you know wanted to invest for the longest time you have never seen a dip um happen in real time and you thought you know monday monday's dip and then you were like this is the dip. I'm just going to go all in here. This is my chance. I haven't invested ever before. I'm going to invest right now. And then for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the market continues to go down. How are you feeling? You good? It's tough. Um, I've mentioned before that it's a little responsible for, of you. If you are a notable figure within like the Fintwit community, you know, and that includes Reddit and that includes YouTube and that if you're telling people to buy the dip and it continues dipping, like, what are you going to say? Like, are you going to say, oh, you know, my bad? Or like, oh, it wasn't financial advice. I'm good. It's, we're taking this sort of like approach wrong. And it's making Fintwit community like not a good place. And I mean, I already consider it almost like a not a good place. There's too much ego involved. But I also chalk that up to it being with money and you mix like you know money and ego into all of it it gets very toxic very fast 
Um, there are you know ways that you can optimally trade according to your own risk tolerance. Like you know maybe you do learn about uh, cash secured puts or you know you learn about cover calls, but there's skill in that too. And it's like not about just blindly uh, buying shares and it's immediately selling a cover call. You can do it if you want. That's by all means. That's that's all on you. But there needs to be this sort of blanket statement that needs to be said that needs to be reiterated that anything that you do will lose you money or can lose you money and that position size is ultra important so doubling back on the example that i just brought up that if it's your first it was your first time investing and it was this week on monday it's a little bit extreme of an example because we've only dropped since monday but there are, there are people that joined for the first time on Monday, but let's use them as an example. It's your first time investing, and you go all in on that position because this is your one time where you feel like you had the FOMO and you wanted to invest for the first time. You're in there, and you've only lost money since then. You're not feeling good right now. You're thinking, like, you're not good at this. You're never going to be good at this, and that you want to, like, almost sell for a loss and get out and then um, either take a really long break or just, like, never invest again. Trading is hard. That's also something I just talked about and just doubling back on is it's okay to lose money. It's not okay to lose all of your money. As cool as Wall Street Bets makes it sound, you need to do whatever it takes to make sure that you don't get got. Position size is ultra omega important uh, and that you respect the stock market like a lot of people respect the ocean the ocean is beautiful i think the stock market is beautiful there's just so many cool ways to make money then there's just so many ways that you can express yourself in the ocean but also in the stock market it's like how do you trade how do people view you and how how do they view you trading you know i'm the millennial that doesn't know the greeks but is you know pretty good at the theta game style trades that sticks to his words and you know traded through coronavirus and made it out okay an average person built a system tested a system executed a system all through a crash and made it out okay all while not knowing the greeks and you know not you know not too much of the greeks but like i'm trying to prove that as long as you don't put yourself in scenarios that you could get got uh you'll be okay and position sizing is something that i learned last year I understand there's a lot of new people listening right now that have sold cash secured puts this week, you know, this week going down and only down, um, that were thinking, oh, this is free money, you know, the, wow, it dipped so hard today, wow, the puts are super expensive, I'm going to write those, or I'm going to sell those, and then, you know, uh, we'll have a bounce eventually, and then I'll, this is free premium, and I can show this off on Twitter, and I could be like, oh yeah, this is theta game, baby, right, and that's not that's not the juice that's not how you should be trading because you don't know exactly what it's like to be assigned and if you do i hope you are positioning your uh, size correctly or sizing your position correctly sorry okay uh let's just run by an example and hopefully it illustrates my point just a little bit more so if apple is trading at a hundred dollars right now and you sell the 90 dollar put you receive uh, like X amount of money for writing the put, uh, but with all chances and how the market's looking right now, uh, Apple eventually dips down to like say uh, eighty dollars. 
uh, because you sold the 90 put uh, and that Apple is now trading at $80 and say now it's time for your option to expire, you are forced to buy Apple at $90 even though it is trading at $80. When you get assigned and everything is done uh, and done, uh, you are now at a 1K loss with 100 shares of Apple at $90. That is a cash secured put that you wrote. Say, for example, again, that's from a 10K portfolio. So you're very much all in at, at this point. You might be contemplating there, if you've never been assigned, uh, that you want to just close the position, like sell the shares that you just got assigned and start over. You might chalk it up to it being bad luck. You might say, oh, you know, this type of correction doesn't happen all the time. I just had bad timing. So I'm going to close the shares now and then... Uh, you know, open another uh, cash secured put even right now because um, uh, the puts are just so expensive right now because we've only been going down. And you open another cash secured put, like say Monday, but in that entire logic, you're not considering that we can still continue to go down. So accepting or realizing a loss and then writing another cash secured put with the same plan is kind of like the definition of insanity there, right? You are closing out and realizing a loss, doing the exact same play, but this time it's different. That's what you're saying to yourself. You're saying this time the market will be a little bit more flat because it's gone down so much already. But here's the thing. I don't remember ever reading there being a rule that the market has to do what you think it'll do. In fact, I think most people listening to this podcast or on stream in the chat can agree with me saying that they've liked something on Twitter that has to do with like their market could be irrational longer than you could be solvent, right? Like that's a very classic quote that everyone has nodded their head at at one time or another. The market does not have to do what you want to do. So how do you protect yourself from these moments? Is that if you only have $10,000 in your portfolio, if you cannot fathom the idea of being assigned at a lower price and having a dip lower, you should not be writing that cash secured put. But, 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 Judy, uh, uh, I, w- I want, I, I know I want Apple at $90. I, I, I know it. I know it. And that's good. If you can be truthful with yourself and mature with yourself enough to know that, like, no matter what price Apple drops down to, if you're okay with buying at 90, that's fine. But I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of people say what they don't mean, especially when it comes to the stock market. And it's one of the main you know, inspirations of why ThetaGang.com exists is that you can't edit your trade or you can't, um, you can't uh, delete your trade on ThetaGang.com. You have to own up to your word, right? Like a lot of ThetaGang.com is built on the, you know, principle that you're going to follow through, you're going to close your trade, you're going to realize your loss, and people will know that, you know, you are as good as you say you are, or maybe if you don't gloat about your stuff, then you can just see what works for you and what doesn't. There's just a lot of pros in logging your trades, and uh, one one quick, like, pro of it is, like, you'll know when you enter, uh, when you open a risky trade. Because you, there's a couple things that happen. Is when you go to thegang.com to log it, as you're logging it, you're like, huh, what are people going to think of me if this loses? 
And that's 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 it. Like as long as that part makes you think where like you're worried about someone seeing that you you might take a catastrophic loss, if that makes you think for that brief amount of second, I think the platform has already done its job. And then you think like, "Ah, you know what? Maybe I'll I'll close this. Maybe maybe this is a little bit too risky." Or like as you're putting in the trade, you just notice like when you get to the due diligence section, you have nothing to say. You're like, huh, you know, I don't actually have a plan. Weird. And so a lot of these things that, you know, the prevention is a whole whole thing of its own. But, you know, getting to the getting to the Theta Game website after you execute a trade is just one one more point to think about your trade. Position size, you know, I mentioned before, if you can't fathom the idea of getting a signed Apple at a lower price, um, and that's going to put you all in on a net common stock position that is down roughly like 10%, you shouldn't do it. And an alternative would be, hey, why don't you learn a different strategy that doesn't put you all in on its max loss scenario? Like max loss for a cash secured put is obviously getting assigned and having to buy the stock at X, X price. Um, instead of that, why don't you use 10% of your portfolio to buy, uh, I don't know, 10 shares of Apple here and 10 shares of Apple there on a weekly cadence and auto deposit as your um portfolio gets bigger and bigger and then when it's at 20k because remember i had a podcast episode talking about how you get your portfolio to 10 to 20k or something like that where the main way you get to the next big amount is through auto deposits so as you auto deposit as you have all this stock you're in safer positions maybe you could eventually write covered calls on the stock if you build up enough um uh just capital but once you get to 20k Wow, suddenly writing that, you know, $90 put on Apple is not that scary because what happens is you sell the $90 put, you get assigned, maybe it's at $80, you have still have a 1k loss. But wow, now you have you know, in that in that very specific example, you have 12k left over to write another put. You write another put at a particular level where you know you do your due diligence on you're like okay i'm gonna double down at this specific strike price and chances are if you do enough due diligence and your system is good enough it's not gonna get you assigned twice i i I would personally think that's pretty rare to happen with a good stock it can definitely happen with a volatile stock especially if you don't space out your date to expirations well enough but with a stable stock like apple it would be very hard to do but if it does happen now you have 4k left over because you know you wrote the $80 put at that time or maybe even the $70 put Uh, but you have x amount left over to buy shares while you're continuing to auto deposit and you feel good because while now you're like mostly all in you've had two chances to get at a good price or uh write the put and that's what's important is that is your is your mindset good because playing like cash secure puts for the first time Getting a sign on your first one, and then having a, uh, the stock market correct on you is, is not a good feeling. And again, that's you know chalk that up to bad luck, or um, maybe you got a little bit too greedy, and you know you wrote a little bit too close to the money, uh, thinking like this was the bottom. Because you know that happens to me sometimes too, where um, I don't um, have the strike cl- uh, far enough 
where you know maybe receiving the premium is better for my uh, position size already in the stock like sometimes i have two puts written on nvidia when maybe i should um, just keep 100 shares and then write puts that are super far out the money on nvidia but i just love the stock so much so i kind of just do I experiment it's my experimenting stock because i don't mind getting assigned really ever on it um and that's also another case in point is you should write cash secured puts and you should write put credit spreads on companies that you genuinely like because being read on a meme stock position sucks straight up it sucks like you you don't like anything about the company you like that it makes you money but you don't know anything about it you just get all your due diligence from other people you feel like you're at the whim of the market and other people you start asking other people like oh does anybody have good dd or due diligence on this trade does anybody have due diligence on this strike and expiration can anybody help me with my position in this because i don't know anything about this position i don't feel good investing in things that you truly love investing into um you know things that you truly love with a sizable position that doesn't net you all in is a huge part of it now there's a few veterans probably listening to the podcast right now saying well Junie, if they just invested in only one percent to five percent of their portfolio size in any any position then they would be they would be okay but that's not the reason why this podcast exists it is standard for people to give that opinion right where one to five percent any position is a good size but that is not and i mean that is absolutely not the standard thing that everybody does so i'm trying to mitigate what you know i'm trying to be the middleman not mitigate i'm trying to be the middleman between the super responsible advice and the super risky advice because i've been on absolutely on both spectrums and now i reside in the middle i want to make sure that like you understand that i've gotten got before but i've also made a lot of money before and that you know i've done some very boring strategies with very very small max losses as such as like you know i think almost like a year and a half ago now on the theta game website if you go to thetagame.com slash junie i've also done the very small position size so now learning both i feel like i'm in a very comfortable middle where I can relate to both sides. So the veterans of the podcast saying one to 5% of your portfolio in any position is good. And then there's the Wall Street Bets side that says, hey, uh, I'm gonna go all in on these calls because this earnings play is going to hit. And that I'm in the middle saying, earnings are dangerous. As long as you know that, just have fun. And then I'm also telling the one to five people saying like, you're boring, no one actually does that. And then here I am in the middle. So understand that like whenever i say something i'm not trying to change you as a person i i want you to understand that you need to change yourself if you feel like you've gotten if you were overextended if you got got if you're feeling sad and you know you want to get better you will get better like this is this all of this stuff is super hard like everyone makes it look so easy like sometimes i talk about like uh you know don't stress about your trades let it go max loss whatever sometimes i speak lightly of it because you know i want it to still be inviting enough to where like you give it a try i don't want to make it sound like oh this is you're never gonna make money because i want you to be excited like this is this is an entertainment podcast as much as it's like a pseudo finance podcast but you need to be excited about 
taking losses basically like in stride and learning from them. Otherwise, you just lose money. If you continue and you want to get better and you trade better and better, they become expensive lessons. That's that's like the meme, right? Like, you know, you just get a private lesson from the market. You know not to do that anymore. And you start trading from here responsibly. And one of those first steps is absolutely just investing into what you love and keeping your position size realistic. Yes, you make less money when your position is smaller, but you lose less money when the play does not work. Very, very, very important facts to remember. And, um, you know, honestly, uh, if if I wanted to say what my sentiment is for the week of what, because today is the 6th of March, today's Saturday, the week of Monday the 8th, the incoming Monday, if we continue to go down lower, I understand that I have auto deposits coming in. I've upped my auto deposits. I'm not going to be investing my cash right away. And I'm going to be you know, keeping an eye out on all my favorite stocks that I've always wanted to enter. So I'm looking at the positive sides of that. Yes, my long stock positions on the companies I've mentioned before, on Boeing, NVIDIA, ARCF, they can continue to go down. That's fine. I understand my horizon in the market is like a chill, like 30 years. I'm going to face a lot more corrections than this. And I've already been through something way worse than this in a much better, safer position with a much bigger portfolio size because I have respo- I've invested responsibly since then. I talk about my Cabo story a lot where I got assigned 80K. Did I just stop there and then just try to make gains off of that money that I had already invested? No, I continue to auto deposit. I continue to trade so I don't get got. And I'm going to have a nice house one day. I know I am. As long as I just keep my position size, again, safe, I keep trading how I keep trading, and maybe like I tweak a few things as you know this correction continues to happen or what have you. I'm ready, and I'm ready to trade responsibly, and I just want to be that one average trader that trades responsibly, but it's still kind of fun. <laughs> so take, take, for, take this for what you want. Uh, just make sure that like you understand that stock market is very hard. Uh, it's very difficult to understand a lot of the time. It's very irrational because humans are irrational and uh, there's always a way back. All right, uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. We have a stream every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the streams have been getting bigger, and honestly, they're the biggest during red weeks. Uh, just with last uh, this week's action, uh, with the market going down, I suspect the Tuesday live stream to be fairly packed. Uh, it's a good thing, right? You get to hang out with people that have also experience losses in the market you know there's the few people that made a few cool plays they get to hear about too um but it's the place where no one will make fun of you there's absolutely a very hard rule on that where my mod knows and i know to ban any people that are negative and it's a good place to be 
if you're feeling down about the market, I know quarantine is still happening and, you know, making sure that like, you know, if you're feeling lonely too, like I promise it is a good time. I like do little dances. I drink Diet Coke and I make jokes. It's like they're bad jokes, but still a fun place to be. I promise. 6 p.m. Pacific time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash real theta gang. You can follow me on Twitter at real theta gang and you can email me at juni at theta gang.com. Uh, you can email me a mp3 of you giving the intro. Thank you again to Eknox for last week, Tom Hummus for this week. Um, right now in my inbox, there are no mp3s of intro. So next week, I'm going to have my regular intro back unless if someone sends me an intro. Um, we were talking about in Twitch chat, as you know, this is a live recording, um, that it would be really cool if there was a stewardess that would give the intro because... Um, uh, we have a pilot. We have wing walkers that have, that have um, uh, written in, and so just the whole aviation community of Neo would be would be really cool just to have like even like the front desk uh, ticket person. I don't I don't know the formal name for that, but that would be super cool. Just send a picture in with the MP3, and that that would be awesome. Um, Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's ThetaGang, one word, all caps. Uh, if you have already used the referral code, just email me at juni at ThetaGang.com, and I'll go ahead and set you up with the month-long Twitter alerts where you get to see when I open my trades. And then I also give you a cherry flare for the ThetaGang.com website. I need you to just send me your first name, last name, and ThetaGang.com username. Uh, I want to give an extended shout-out to... Uh, I'll give it to Twitch chat first real quick. Uh, I want to give a extended shout out to Avrilian, Big Ray, Bulk Ninja, Camilio, Kennedy, Jeebus, Chewy, CLP, Hugo, Viri, Jordan, Kaladin, Kaput, Liminal, Dimension, Link by Link, Major Domo, Malo, Mbacon, Nicklamus, Nyist, NQ Trader, Rubber Slayer, Shackle, Rusty Furred, <laughs> Silly Gnome, Super Garcias, Tom Toms, Tom Hamas, VNK, Virgo Pros, and XDef. Also, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Slow Motion because I know he was here before too, as well as Cheese. Um, let's see. So I'm going to bring up the list here. Bum, bum, bum. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the patrons. That's Majadir, Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Miko, Steve Ounce, Can't Make Money, IRL, PFM, DJ Mac 86, Pacro, Boot, Mitch Brady 7, Avrilian, <gasps> Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hamas, Mr. Theta, Drevy, Rob, PDX40, Island Bell, Wheaton, Nah, Cheese, Maltman, Chivanis, NM, M. Hayden, La Little, Mr. Sneezy, Metal Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Leo Jetson, Johnny 5, Fancy Wolf, Bisu, Engine, Nate the River, Just Send It, Murph Q, Wilkai, Norfus, Viri, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Howard T. Duck, Ober, Slava, Litvin, M Maker, Ivan Yurkinov, Red, Green, Blue, Dissentious, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis88. Wow. Yeah, this list is getting super big. <laughs> um, I can't imagine 20 more people on here. That's crazy. Like, eventually, like, uh, but yeah, um, this is, this is about it. This is the end of the podcast. Um, 
I think one of these streams that we eventually do on Twitch, I'll go ahead and read some of the reviews of the podcast too. Um, this is not a plea, by the way. Do not review the podcast unless you want to review it. But um, uh, I just noticed, like, I think it was like two and a half weeks ago, two, two and a half, three weeks ago, uh, I noticed that there's reviews on the podcast. And I thought that was super sick. Because, you know, I, I don't do that. I don't, like, ask for reviews and stuff. But the fact that people went out and reviewed the podcast, like, on their own free will, I thought that was super dope. Um, there's also negative reviews, right? That I'm not, I'm not going to only read the positive ones. I think it'd just be really funny. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. I think that's going to be one of the activities that we do on Twitch.tv. I also want to do... Uh, I want to play the stock market game that was on Super Nintendo. There's an emulator for it, so I could play it on stream. That'd be pretty cool. Um, what else? That's it. Just excited to start working on uh, the website today because I get the whole day off, basically. And, uh, yeah. Personally, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I, I really can't complain about anything. Just kind of seeing where the market goes, just working on the website. Work is chill. Um, that's it. So yeah, I'll go ahead and see everybody next week. Uh, and thank you for tuning in.